I am India Ari, and this is my podcast, Songversation, where I choose one of my songs and I riff on that song. Simple as that. But it's never really that simple because the songs always have their own story to tell. And that's actually why I do this podcast, because of what it teaches me about myself every time I come up with something that I did not know. And to further that, the real intention of this podcast is that you would hear yourself and my story because we all go through the same things, just different venues. And so this podcast today is episode 27, Songversation Crazy. Let's get into it. <laughs> Welcome to Songversation Crazy. This episode might be a little bit more simple, a little bit less twisty and turny and a little bit lighter, which I think will be good after the last episode of Songversation Podcast, Get It Together. And the reason why this one is light, I'll get into that as we go into the Songversation, but we might as well go ahead and listen to the song. This is Crazy from my 2019 release, Worthy. Sometimes you make me so crazy, but I, I'm still your baby. No, I ain't going nowhere. No, I'm gonna be right here because I'm crazy over you. You are a complete surprise. You're not. You're not the type of life that I thought I would ever choose Now I can't see my life without you I'm crazy Chance, but what is 
That was crazy from my 2019 release, Worthy. I forgot to say this on my last episode because I've been doing all of my podcasts on Instagram during this whole quarantine era, but I'm gonna say it now. I have eight albums, yes. Acoustic Soul, Voyage to India, Testimony Volume 1, Life and Relationship, Testimony Volume 2, Love and Politics, Songversation, Songversation Medicine, India Ari and Joe Sample, Christmas with Friends, and Worthy. Hmm, I like the way that feels. Yes. And so I wanted to do Crazy today because obviously I did the short film that has Crazy and Sacred Space. But I also wanted to do it today because the last episode of Songversation was heavy for me. And so I wanted to do something that was lighter and this one is light in so many ways and I wanna tell you why to begin with. But in order to tell you why, I have to talk to you about my guitar player, Joel Cross. I looked up the hashtag I am light one day, which I do periodically because that is my favorite song of mine. And um, this young black man comes up, like young, handsome black man. So I'm like, why does he have I am light here? Hmm. And then I went and started listening to his music and his guitar playing. And I was like, hmm. And uh, I left a comment on his post and he freaked out with all of his friends. And then I don't exactly remember how it happened, but I asked him if we could just chat on the phone and we did. And then we started writing together online. Like he was just sending me stuff back and forth and I was listening and, you know, writing to it. And then I asked him several months later if he would come to New York, if he wanted to come to New York and write. And so he came. And when he came to New York, I feel like he came to New York in summertime. I just don't remember now. I wish I remembered these things. I feel like maybe I saw this post in the fall and he came around the summer. It's my best guess. And so when he came, it was funny because he came into my apartment. I was living in New York for the for four years, just up to two years ago. I live somewhere else now. But I was living in New York and he came into my apartment and he was like a little bit fidgety. He was just like smiling and kind of fidgety. Not physically fidgeting, but his energy was like fidgety. I don't know how to explain that. Um, and so I said to him, do you have anything you need to say to be present? And he started talking about my music because Joel is about 10 years younger than I am. Maybe, maybe 11, something like that. So he talked about how he grew up on my music. And that also meant that he grew up on Blue Miller's guitar playing because Blue was like the signature sound of my music. I mean, it was Blue Miller and Drew Ramsey, but Blue was the signature sound of my music. And so it made me understand his playing better and, you know, all of that. And so Joel and I start writing songs and we ramp up to the place where we, what was the first thing we wrote? I wish I remembered that. I don't remember the first thing we worked on, but he was there for 10 days and we wrote 10 songs. And the thing that's crazy about this is that we were on track to write uh, eight songs. <laughs> and so the last day before he left, we had eight. And Joel and I have a lot in common, like the way that we approach life, which I didn't know any of this, but it makes sense that his playing and his songwriting would touch me in such a profound way because we really do see life in a lot of the same ways in the spiritual sense. 
And so he came over to the house that day, the, the condo, the last day. And he said, you know, I was talking to God. I was half asleep and I was talking to God. And I, I heard spirit say, <laughs> he said, I heard spirit say, is eight songs enough? And he said, no, I want to write 10. So we wrote two more. <laughs> On the ninth day, we wrote two songs, and one of the songs was crazy. There was another one called, I can't remember what that one was called. We didn't end up putting it on Worthy, but when I finish this podcast, I'm going to dig that one out because it ended up being a really cute song. It was cute. It was about like not letting life get you down, but I remember really liking that one too. And so um, we wrote Crazy and this other cute song on the ninth day and ended up with 10. But when we went in and wrote these songs, I didn't know this. We wrote the last two and then he told me the story and I was really understanding why the inspiration was so clear. I also wanna say that with me and my songwriting, I am really slow. Like I, it takes me a long time to come up with the chords cause I don't play like Joel and Blue. And then the song and the concept and the lyrics and all that stuff, it just takes me a while. And so to write, 10 songs in 10 days is huge for me. Huge, huge. It's not a thing that I do. I've done it one other time in my life and that's a whole other story. Just, I just got into this flow. I was on Hawaii for two months on the island of Kauai and I got into this flow and River Rise was one of those songs. And so, um, but that first time I wrote 10 songs in 10 days, I only used River Rise. All the other ones I didn't use but it was worth it, you know, to write 10 songs to get one is worth it. Joel and I used six of the songs or something like that. I'm not gonna stop and count them, but we used most of those songs. And so the fact that Crazy ended up being a single when it was a song that I like to say almost never was, is really special. I also am gonna get into why this is also special in this next segment. <laughs> This song Crazy is also special that it's gotten a chance to be a single because I was with the same label for 17 years. I was with Motown Records. If you follow this podcast, you've heard me talk about why I do this podcast independently because the feeling of being stuck in a record deal for 17 years that you signed when you were 22 sucked. The feeling sucked. I hated that feeling. And so I was stuck there because any well, whoever came in to run Motown, I just had to stay with them. Or I could take my time and get into a legal battle and waste creative years. And I didn't want to do that. So I, I felt stuck and I stayed until they finally dropped me in 2016. And I was so pleased. And so Songversation Medicine and Worthy are on my new label, BMG. And the first single from Worthy that BMG chose was That Magic, which I love that idea. The second one they chose was Steady Love, which I loved that idea. And then they chose Crazy. And I trusted them to choose the right songs because I trust that they mean well. And um, Motown never meant well. There was a head of the label who signed me. His name was Kadar Massenberg and he loved me. He meant well. He did good by me most of the time. When he was gone, nobody else really cared. And so to be with a company that cares again and that they chose crazy, I thought that's wonderful. Um, the reason why the short film Welcome Home has crazy and sacred space is because sacred space is the most 
important song on Worthy for me and for all of my musician friends, all of my spiritual friends. And when we went on tour in 2019, it was always a special moment in the audience. And I trusted that. And so I asked them if I can make two videos for one budget, can I make two? And they gave me more money to make a little bit more money to add sacred space to crazy. And so that's how that happened. And so I, when they said they wanted crazy to be the single, I thought that was wonderful because the song is a little bit unconventional, just a little bit. And it's unconventional because of the song structure. So usually a song will go like this, intro, verse, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, maybe a short verse, chorus, outro, something in that realm. And this song has those elements, I suppose, but they're really um, shuffled around and you don't know what the pre-chorus is and if it's a bridge or a pre-chorus or a chorus or a verse or it's just really shuffled around. And it's like that because that prayer that Joel prayed that I didn't know about, that just kind of set me on fire, I guess. It was in his heart, so it got in my heart. And it's like that when you're working with somebody in a creative setting, it's like you create this field together. And so the things that are on their heart, they touch you if you're sensitive like to them. And so I feel like his heart was on fire for these two more songs. And so I was too. And I freestyled it. He started playing and I freestyled it. And so it has that freestyle quality. We certainly went back in and looked at how to make it make more sense and just, you know, to structure it, but it still has a unique structure and so the fact that BMG could hear it as a single just was beautiful to me because they're looking at what's good about it instead of what's different about it or what's not right or whatever you know labels are throw stuff against the wall and see what stick that's what they do because they need it to be easy BMG is interested in me like I keep saying and so they're looking at the beauty of it and I love that so that's one thing to celebrate and I also, being that I freestyled this song, I didn't really feel that way at the moment. I was kind of dating this guy that I was dating for maybe like five or six months. It's so funny, I don't like calling them guys, but that's kind of how I see him, he was this guy. And I was dating him for about five or six months. And after that, I met the man that I would end up being with for the next two years. And so when it was time to record Worthy and I was in the relationship with this man that I was with for two years, it is exactly how I felt about him. He drove me crazy, but I still wanted to stay. <laughs> like he had a lot of things with him. Like he talked a lot and he was, you know, had all these little things, all his quirks, but I wanted to be with him and I was willing to work through anything. Like part of that was because of how I felt about him. And the other part was how I felt about life. I was like, let me just see what it feels like to really try to stay. And so anybody who's been in a long-term relationship, which two years is not that long, but it feels it's long-term-ish. And so anybody who's been in a long-term relationship, you know, like the person just gets on your nerves sometimes, but you're with them because you love them. And so, because that's where you want to be, even though they get on your nerves, that's, that's the part that actually makes relationships difficult, <laughs> that you don't like them all the time, but you love them all the time. And so that's exactly how I felt when it was time to record the song. And there's so many things I like about this song, but the part that always strikes me as the most adult, um, adult part, the reason why I'm saying adult is because through the course of my career, I've written a lot of love songs and some of them felt really, really naive. It was how I felt but it still felt really naive. Um, the songs on Worthy sound like they come from a woman who's been through things and 
an adult, a full, full grown, full adult woman, which I am. And so the part of the song Crazy that feels most uh, mature is the part where I say, um, it is always so hard to go from talking to singing cold turkey like that. How does it go? The words are, oh, so this would be considered either the bridge or the pre-chorus because this song is unconventional. And the words, the part that is the most mature for me is, who knows where this all will go? I've got my fears for sure. I'm giving you all I've got. I'm giving you a home in my heart. And the reason why that strikes me every time I hear it is because it took me a lot of years of the heartbreak of naivete to realize that in order to really be in a relationship, you have to be in it. You can't be in it in theory or in your head. You have to jump in it and do the dance or not. And it doesn't matter how much you love a person, it still might not work. And you will be confronted with difficult emotions. You will, period. And the funny thing about this is, maybe the right word is tricky, is that there are certain parts of you that you will never ever confront unless in a relationship. So you get into it at a certain point. Once you've been in more than a couple of relationships, you start to learn that if you get into it, there's gonna be growth involved and challenges and a lot of mirroring where you have to look at yourself and it just is what it is. And so to say, who knows where this all will go? I've got my fears for sure, but I'm giving you all I've got. I'm giving you a home in my heart. That part always just makes me feel like I said exactly what I meant to say. <laughs> so I love the idea that this adult version of a love song, that this quirky song, that this song that almost never was is a single and a video. I just, I love it all. I've come a long way to be able to have this from the label perspective, the music industry perspective, and also from a personal perspective. So it's really something that I celebrate this song and the video and everything. I wanna tell you what Stevie Wonder has to do with this song in my next segment. <laughs> so the Stevie Wonder element is quite easy to spot if you are a person who knows Stevie Wonder music, even lightly knows his music. But um, one of the pre-choruses or bridges, whatever you want to call those things inside of this song, inside of this unconventionally structured song, I sing the actual verse and chorus of Stevie Wonder's song, Ribbon in the Sky. I realize that this episode has a lot to do with song structure. And so uh, the part of the Stevie Wonder song that I sing is, this is not a coincidence and far more than a lucky chance but what it is was always meant there's a river in the sky for our love the thing the reason why i'm bringing this up because actually when joel and i freestyled the song i certainly remember it being a part of the first iteration of the song that day and so the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because actually I want to talk about the Stevie Wonder references that show up on every project of mine. So on my first album, Acoustic Soul, I have a song called Stevie Wonderful. 
that is my very first Stevie Wonder reference. And when he heard that song, he was at the Motown offices and he called me. It was late October. I was driving down the street. It was a full moon. I will never forget this. And he called me. And I was like, what? And he also had heard brown skin. And just it just the whole thing was wild. It, it blew me away because my goal and wish was always just to ever meet Stevie Wonder. So the fact that I've gotten to work with him and stuff at this point is just still blows me away. And so then my second Stevie Wonder reference, my second album has two. Um, no, no, it's not true. It has one. My second album is named after a Stevie Wonder song. Stevie Wonder has a double album called Stevie Wonder's Journey Through the Secret Lives of Plants. And there was a song on there called Voyage to India. Now, growing up named India, because India is my birth name, and growing up named India, I would never hear my name anywhere except for the country. But it wouldn't be like on nameplates and, you know, like in the book of names for girls and on T-shirts, like how people see their name places. I never had that. And so to, I love Stevie Wonder's music all my life. I became obsessed with his music when I was about 17. Right before I went away to college, I just started listening to it. And then he put out his album Conversation Piece. And I, I don't know, I listened to that album. I heard it a different way. And then I got to college and they had all of his records in the library and I was just listening to the vinyl. And I re that's when I really started to understand his music and why I loved it so much. I loved it in the beginning because it was always around. There's a whole other conversation about him feeling like family to me because in the whole world, every single place that anybody can be born, Stevie Wonder, my mother, and my father are all from the same general location in Michigan. And in fact, my mother met Stevie Wonder as a teenager because Motown wanted to sign her as a teenager. She didn't do it because Motown didn't want to sign her band. She had a 15-piece band, horns and everything. But they didn't want to sign the band. They only wanted to sign her. And then they thought about putting her and Martha and the Vandellas. And they said she was a little bit too young for that group. Martha and the Vandellas sings, dancing in the street. And so she met Stevie Wonder at that time. And um, I didn't know all this when I was young, of course, but the cycles of life are real. So I would just hear his music and he felt like he was someone I knew. And then as I got older, I just really started loving the songs. And as I came into my late teens, I started to understand the songs and understand his genius and just the musicality and all of that. And so after many years of listening to his music really closely at a, at a um, what do they call those things? A flea market. At a flea market, I see a cassette called Stevie Wonder's Journey Through the Secret Lives of Plants. And I'm like, ooh, I never heard of this one. So I buy the cassette, I listen to it. I'm just blown away. There's a song on there called Voyage to India. And I remember listening to this cassette and then Voyage to India started to play. And I leaned against the doorway and just started crying just because it was called Voyage to India, but then also the melody. Do, 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 I just, I loved it. And then somewhere in that next few months or maybe a year, it felt like kind of a long time, I then discovered that Secret Lives of Plants was a double CD, oh, sorry, a double album. <laughs> this album was put out in, I think, 77, uh, so vinyl. And so the songs were, a lot of them were done in suites, which is like, um, don't quote me here, but the best way I've come to understand what a suite is, is a re a body of music with reoccurring themes or melodies. And so Voyage to India was an instrumental 
that kind of sounded like a boat on the ocean. You could hear like ocean waves and stuff in it. And the suite of it on the next album was a song called Come Back as a Flower that was sang by Sarita Wright, who had was one of the modern times most beautiful soprano singers. She was Stevie Wonder's first wife. She went on to be a solo artist and she's just had a haunting voice. She's passed away in recent years. And her voice is haunting. That song was called Come Back as a Flower. And now I wish that I could come back as a flower. <laughs> as a flower. As a flower. And how I wish that I could come back as a flower. To smell the sweetness of love. To smell the sweetness of love. <sighs> so when I discovered that, that my song Voyage to India had another version that had lyrics sung by Sirita Wright called Come Back as a Flower, just the whole thing just touched my heart, truly, like truly like touched my soul, moved me. Maybe being moved is a better way to say this. And so I named my second album Voyage to India after the song Voyage to India. Um, also, as a side note about the album Secret Lives of Plants, you can actually, it is, it is a book that was the first book that was written about the sentient nature of plants that was made into a documentary film and Stevie Wonder did the soundtrack. And I wanted to see that film for years. The whole documentary Secret Lives of Plants, which I think I'm gonna watch when I finish this actually is Sunday. At, let's see, 4.32 a.m., I tend to do these podcasts in the morning when I'm just wanting to do something different. I said all this to say, you can actually see it on YouTube. <laughs> so that's my second album. My third album, uh, Testimony Volume 1, Life and Relationship, I have a song on there called Private Party. And in the middle of Private Party, I sing Stevie Wonder's version of Happy Birthday. Happy birthday to me. I sing me, birthday to me, happy birthday. So I actually got to call him and ask if I could use it and he waived any fees. Just how awesome is it that I can call Stevie Wonder and ask him to use his records? <laughs> that was awesome. And then I did not realize until today as I was really pondering this that I don't have a Stevie Wonder reference on Testimony Volume 2, Life and Relationship. I mean, I do, but this one is very obscure. We would have to... I feel like there was nobody who would figure this out. Not even my biggest fan, Takesha. Hey, Takesha. Um, so on Testimony Volume 2, there's a song called Good Morning. And Stevie Wonder put an album out called A Time to Love, which he let me write the lyrics to the title track. And we sing it as a duet. <laughs> Check that out. It's called A Time to Love, if you've never heard it. And there's a song on that album called Love on Fire. This is so obscure. So he goes, ooh, baby, my love is on fire. Ooh, baby, my heart is on the wire. Okay. And so in Good Morning, I say um, at the end of some of the phrases, it's crazy how much I miss. Or we made a promise to stay. And that comes directly from... Love is all from Stevie Wonder's thing. But then also, I just had to stop this recording and look it up 
there's a point in the song good morning is that two minutes and 44 seconds where i do a simple good morning kiss oh 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 right i do the exact exact move oh baby my heart is on the wire and i did it on purpose on purpose it wasn't like i was just listening to his music so much and it came out because something about that little piece just reminded me of the best of r&b music not not as a genre but like as a feeling like how it used to feel in detroit when i would be in detroit with my aunts and uncles for the summer and it's classic and perfect so i put that in my song <laughs> but nobody would ever know okay <laughs> moving on to the album after that was Songversation. And on Songversation, I have a song called Nothing I Love More, which um, I just flat out say. <laughs> just like the melodies of Stevie Wonder, go with the beat of my heart. Just like the lightning goes with the thunder, sign still delivered, I'm yours. Because there's nothing that I love more than you. And so the song really is about the beauty of nature, specifically about the beauty of the Pacific Northwest, where I was living for five years at the time. And something really cool happened. I ended up got, getting to go on tour with Stevie Wonder in the fall of 2015 and the spring of 2016. And he's like very playful and just like wants to have fun. And I told him, I have an idea. We're in Seattle and I have a song I wrote about Seattle and about you. So when you play your harpeggi tonight, his harpeggi is that flat string instrument you will sometimes see him play. It's an instrument someone invented. They call it the soul of the piano with the heart of a guitar, something like that. Um, H-A-R-P-E-J-J-I, if you want to look it up. H-A-R-P-E-J-J-I. And so we got to sing that in Seattle, which I thought was so cool. And then um, my Christmas album, there was a whole actual Stevie Wonder song that we wrote together. But then literally after it was all produced, all recorded, all ready to go, he was like, I don't want, I don't want to use that like that. Rolling my eyes. And so the reason why it came up like that is because he gave me a melody one time and asked me to put lyrics to it. And I was traveling in Europe. And then when I got to South Africa, I went to Table Mountain and the, all of the lyrics came out right on the top of Table Mountain. And so I turned that into a Christmas song and we had it all done. And uh, Stevie at the last second was like, you know, I don't wanna use it like that. So that didn't make the album. Um, and then we get to the album Worthy and the song Crazy. And in Crazy, I sing a whole verse and chorus of Ribbon in the Sky. <laughs> and um, I think that's my Stevie Wonder story. <laughs> oh, I always wanted to tell that. All right. So I have a little bit more I want to say about Crazy in this next segment. <laughs> All right. The other thing I was just thinking about was the album Stevie Wonder's Journey Through the Secret Lives of Plants. So I was talking to you just a minute ago about the relationship I was in that lasted for two years. And when I wrote the song Crazy, I didn't know the man. But when I recorded it, I knew it was about him, exactly how I felt about him. Um, when we went on our first date, 
we were just talking, you know, like we were really getting along and he reminded me a lot of myself and, you know, there was a lot about him that I liked. And so I asked him my favorite test question. What is your favorite Stevie Wonder album? Because there are a lot of answers that people can give that will give me some insight into whether or not they even know Stevie Wonder music. But also it gives me insight into how they feel about music. And he said, I mean, he thought about it for a long time. But if I had to choose one, it would be Secret Lives of Plants. And I was gone right there. (laughs) I was like, I want to see him again. And then we ended up being together for two years. So anyway, um, I think the last thing that I want to say about this song, Crazy, is hmm, about the guitar. I think part of what makes the song um, catchy that would make it even something that BMG would want to make a single is because the guitar is its own type of hook. It's the thing that draws you in. And that style of guitar playing is called Travis picking. I can Travis pick only very slow, <laughs> but Travis picking, I think by nature, should be fast paced. It's like a train moving. And um, so the song Worthy from the album Worthy, that song is also Travis picking. All thanks to Joel Cross. Thank you, Joel, for bringing this song into my life. Thank you for being a part of my life, part of my music. So happy we met. Um, so love how we met. And I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to my beloved, dearly departed Blue Miller. Because when it was right as Blue was passing away, Joel and I were together on the road in Seattle doing a performance. Because Blue was still my guitar player. He was just, in my mind, at home having a health crisis, but he'd be back. And even if he didn't go back on the road, he'd be back in the studio is what I thought. But he ended up passing away last uh, uh, summer of 2018. And I swear it was like Blue bought Joel to me. Because for Joel to have grown up on Blue's style of playing and to have a heart of gold, he is a gem. Joel is a gem, and Blue was too. Really, 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 he really was. And, you know, we could say that when people pass away, we always think of the good things about him, but Blue really was a gem. He was such a good man, so professional, never let me down, not once, was never late, did never forget his song, always had a smile, was always sweet to me, always spoke kindly to me about me. I loved that guy. He was a gem. For him to bring another gem into my life the way that Joel came was just all really beautiful and If I had any questions about that, then I have five or six songs that Joel and I have released together to to show that we really were meant. So the song Worthy is a Joel Cross collaboration. Um, This song, Crazy. The song Just Let It Go from Songversation Medicine. Can't think of all the rest of them right now. Sorry, Joel. (laughs) Oh, no, no, I'm tripping. So we also did We Are, we wrote We Are together. We wrote um, Hour of Love together. So all those are the songs we've done together that have been released. We have other ones. And so, yeah, any moment I can get to remember blue is a beautiful thing. And also, I think lastly, I want to say that I have a blue car now. (laughs) And it has a little something to do with my guy blue, but also Stevie Wonder. (laughs) Because I went home to Atlanta to throw my mother a surprise birthday party. And it was like, I'm going to throw this party and I'm getting a car. 
much longer, actually very beautiful story. I'm not going to share the whole thing here, but my mother was going to surprise me with the car. And so she had pre-approval of a loan. And so we put our money together and I ended up getting this really nice car. First really nice luxury car I've ever had. I don't care about cars. I never cared. But I saw this car and I wanted it. I drove it. I wanted it. And I was going to get the silver one. Then somebody bought it out from under me. And I looked online and found that in the city of Atlanta, there was the blue one. I didn't know the shade or really what it looked like, but I bought it sight unseen. And so when I bought it, my mom said, you know what the car's name is, right? Blue. And so because I've never had a car that I had like this attachment to, I don't know this feeling is so new, but I'll be walking up to my car in the parking lot and I'll be like, hey, boy, blue. Sometimes I say, hey, girl, blue. And sometimes I say, hey, baby, blue. (laughs) So boy, blue, girl, blue, and baby, blue is my car's name. And there's a Stevie Wonder song called Girl Blue that goes, um, hello, morning, good, good morning, do the one I love, little girl, did something, you know, I don't want to sing too much of it, but So that's how the song Girl Blue goes. And so that's my car's name because of my boy Blue and my Stevie and my girl Blue (laughs) and my baby Blue and my, that's the other name, Blue Butterfly that (laughs) I call it sometimes. Oh, everything comes back to Stevie Wonder and Blue in my life sometimes, it seems. (laughs) And I think this is a good time for a closing affirmation. (laughs) I say this affirmation for myself and for everyone listening. Although love can and will be crazy sometimes, may we all have the privilege of having that most beautiful of human experiences. May we all have the wisdom of having our heart broken and the joy of loving someone completely and everything in between. Because while the movies will tell us that the goal is to have a relationship that's easy, the truth is to have relationships that help us grow is the ideal. And that's really what life is all about, right? Is anything ever easy? And isn't growth always worth it in the end? Lastly, I just want to say thank you for being here with me again. And I want to put you on to something that I know you're going to love. And that is Joel Cross. <laughs> His Instagram is a soul called Joel, both on Instagram and TikTok. We actually did a duet of one of Joel's songs. The song is called Candlelight. And you can see it in my bio in Instagram. Also, of course, it's in Joel's bio. And the last thing that I want to say that I didn't get a chance to say in this podcast is that Joel has a friend he calls Mama A. Mama A is his college friend's mother, and they just became close friends. And longer story, I'm actually going to put the video that Joel made about this whole story on the Songversation Podcast Instagram page. So I don't need to tell you the whole story here, but Mama A had a dream. She introduced him to the song I Am Light and she had a dream that we were working together and here we are. So 
check out the Instagram for that video because it's really cool because one of Joel's um, hobbies is video editing. In fact, he's edited a lot of the videos that you saw from the tour and uh, other things, my green screen videos that are out now. So check Joel out, A Soul Called Joel on Instagram and TikTok. And especially his TikTok is wonderful because we both have a love for meditation and he's doing these wonderful affirmation videos daily and he edits them and they're gorgeous and all the things. So check them out. And thank you, Mama A, for bringing me and Joel together. And thank you, Stevie Wonder. And thank you to my dearly departed Blue Miller. And thank you to my Uber fan, Takesha. Now you know all of the Stevie Wonder references, Takesha. And thank you to you all for being here again. And until next time, may you clearly hear this song in your heart. I like that.